Please listen carefully. And now, live from a rundown arcade deep in McKinney, Texas, it's the Assuming Positions Podcast, featuring two pinballs with a pocket full of quarters, Kevin and Mikey. Hey everybody, welcome to the Assuming Positions Podcast. Kevin over here. And Mikey over here. And it's time for, well, my favorite podcast of the month, Nerd Alerts. Also my favorite podcast. Oh, well, I'm glad. All of them are fun though, but this one gets a little more silly. It it does. It's a little looser. Uh, Nerd Alerts for March uh, 2024. Nerd Alerts, Nerd Alerts, Nerd Alerts. Can't forget the theme song. Now we head over... To the Nerd Alert desk, where Mikey has gathered the latest Nerd Alerts, hot off the internet. <laughs> I really think it's just because I have my algorithm is trained now yeah. that Nerd Alert seems to get easier, or oh. if us talking about it are summoning things that are like, hey, you talked about this, so here's Maybe, more of it. Because our phones are listening. Always. They're always listening. Well, not this morning, though. <laughs> <laughs> To give a date to when we're doing this, <laughs> there was the national outage. So funny. It's uh, like, our fo- what do we do without our phones? Uh, yeah. It's like, uh-oh, revert back to the 80s, my friend. Uh, but yes, we're doing Nerd Alerts for March. And so uh, some of this will be a continuation of things we've been talking about. But uh, the easy part of my job is that if something blows up, all I got to do is, hey, this blew up. Let's talk about mm-hmm. it. And something blew up in dazzling fashion, in colorful fashion. Ooh. And that was Borderlands. More video games being turned into movies, into media. Yeah. And this is the latest, flashiest installment with the newest trailer, cast announcement. Like the the promo push has started for Borderlands because it's coming out in August. It has. And this is unfortunately a game that I love. Yeah, yeah. And this trailer looked like a cigar chomping executive got a hold of it. You texted me. You was like, oh, trailer dropped, and I'm so scared. Yes. Or I'm so afraid. Yes. I'm very, very afraid. What are you afraid of? There's way too many famous faces in it. For, for sure. It and is a star-studded cast. And famous faces, to me, equals cigar-chomping executive going like, what the heck is this? No one's going to know what this is. No one's going to go see this. And if they don't going to go see this, I'm going to lose my house. ha. <laughs> So what are we gonna do over here? I'll tell you what we're gonna do. I love we're this gonna character. we're gonna get big faces and big names. Who's done video game movies before that did good? Jumanji? Oh, Kevin Hart, get him in here. Oh, there you go. Jack it. Black, get him in here. Uh, oh, oh, there's a little girl in this. Who's the hottest little girl right now? Oh, Green Blatt, get Green Blatt in here. Um, she's got the executive chomping name. It seems <laughs> like that to me a lot because mm-hmm. I'm well I've played this game in multiple forms. I'm well acquainted with the characters. Yes. Jack Black as Claptrap is fine. That very makes, fitting. That's makes like the commentary sense. in the trailer, like yes. we're getting trailer quips, you know, this isn't the red band trailer. So um, Tiny Tina is like like an unhinged little blonde girl. Yes. Like unhinged. And from what I saw, Ariana Greenblatt didn't seem unhinged. She seemed like a girl. The, like, the, the bored teenager that's being dragged along on right, a road trip. Right. Tiny Tina is frightening. Yes. 
Tiny Tina is is like I said, unhinged. There's the, the Harley Quinn crazy girl. Yes, Harley Quinn level crazy is perfect. Mm-hmm. And this didn't look like like I can't see Tiny Tina going. Eh, it got in my mouth. I don't. I don't hear that ever coming out of Tiny Tina. But you definitely do hear her go. Time to make it rain with your body parts, well, and that's yeah, fitting. That is fitting, but uh, <laughs> I know Kevin Hart's like the hardest working man in show business. Yes. Well, he doesn't push your buttons though. He'll tell you all day long how hard working he is. Every time. Um, but after seeing him and thing after thing after thing, I think he only has like one mode. Yeah. He's he's just <laughs> He's just like The Rock. Very likable. You like seeing him. You don't mind watching him, but he can only do one thing. You know? I, 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 I was going to say The Rock. That was my immediate comparison as well, uh, but I'll go one deeper. Uh, I have this problem with Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. And so we'll take it away from like stand-up comedian actor thing. Uh, Jeff Goldblum seems to get paid to show up to be Jeff Goldblum. It's true, yeah. Kevin Hart seems to be paid to show up to be Kevin Hart. Right. And it works. If you like Goldblum, like he has that charisma. Yeah, you know? but there's no Kevin Hart in Borderlands. Exactly. He's not there. Yeah. I've I've played the game. There's no Kevin Hart there. Maybe there is somewhere, but not not where he was. They do seem to it, he does seem to be playing the straight man in the crazy world, yeah. which seems out of character for Kevin Hart. You want him to be the crazy man. Yeah. But this is this is Borderlands. I mean, it is a fun world. It is a fun property. Right, right, right. But there are a lot of famous faces to help yeah. sell it cuz I, I don't think the world at large knows what they're getting into. And I think that is we've said it a million times. That is the Hollywood fear ruins things. Yes. If they would just cast the type mm-hmm. And not worry about who's gonna whether people are gonna be drawn to it by the marquee names. Yeah, I think stuff would turn out better, especially when you're doing properties like this. I I think it's just so much better when you're if if you want to like have these marquee names, they go better with things that don't have like a dedicated hardcore fan base. Like Last of Us didn't really have like. Oh, you are part of the Last of Us fan base. You're the Fireflies. Like, nobody yeah. would really make that reference, you know? Yeah, and just, or even just stuff like they've done in the past. Like, you want to do a Robin Hood? Go ahead. Stick whoever you want in a Robin Hood. Are the, there you go. How many Robin Hood diehards are there? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm sure they're out there, but it's just general, these general things. But them taking these properties that already have a fan base and already have a storyline and then just throwing these... Cause that's a that's some of the stuff that excited us about the Fallout trailer is there was a lot of faces that I was like I don't know who that is yeah 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 I don't know who that is I hear you I mean good mm-hmm. I don't want to know who that is that's it this was not that I know all these people yes yeah this this is big Hollywood casting so I'm scared because that's when you do that you're not you're not casting who you think would be fit it best you're casting. Who of the famous people do you think we can jam in here? True. And I'll add a little bit to your fears before I uh, add some Positron notes in here. <laughs> um, uh, Borderlands, the movie, like this property, has been in development since 2015. Yeah. Uh, it's gone through rewrites. It's gone through reshoots. It's changed creative crew hands. Um, Craig Mazin was originally part of the writing team and he's a big name now because of last of us mm-hmm. he was the writer for last of us and part of the reason that was huge 
Um, but he has since taken his name off this, uh-huh. which is a sign for whatever, how you, however you want to read it. Yeah. Uh, the director is Eli Roth, um, who did hostile movies. So Eli Roth is that crazy director that could get into the Borderlands mindset. Right. I mean, it looks like Borderlands. Yes. So I'm not going to undo that. Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't seem like they act like Borderlands. And like when you played the, I remember playing the first Borderlands and you're like, oh, it's cartoony graphics. This looks silly. This looks like a good time. And then you start getting the weapons and you start reading the little subtext and you're like, this game is crazy. Yes, it's unhinged. Yeah. And I I don't, I can see how a Hollywood executive would be scared of it. Yeah. Because it is unhinged. I mean, to do it right, I don't know if anyone would like it, but people who like Borderlands. True. (laughs) But, I mean. Borderlands is weird. And Eli Roth is weird, which is the he's he's the name that has my the, the spark of hope in there mm-hmm. because he is unhinged as a director goes. Mm-hmm. He's he's been a producer for weird movies that probably never would have seen the light of day. So he is kind of a Tarantino in that weird aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, he grinds my gears a little bit in that he's one of those guys that's like I'm going to be shock value to be shock value. Yeah, you know. But if you give them Borderlands, that's kind of the point of that game too. So yeah. it could fit. I'm I'm saying this with like the loose justification that this is the family friendly trailer to say, hey, we're making Borderlands. But once you get into Borderlands and the people that know Borderlands, it really needs a red band R rated trailer. Yeah, and it's supposed to be an R rated movie. So okay, we'll see if that's just hidden under the surface, like it kind of was with the video game. Okay, but. It it does have Hollywood casting, rewrites, reshoots. This seems like they're uh, just trying to uh, get it out and cast their check. Yeah. Ooh. But then hidden in the subcasting, Gina Gershon is playing Mad Moxie. And okay, that, yeah. As for a famous face, she is, I think they based the game character off of her when they were designing it. Yeah, but I mean, again, but see, Gina Gershon to me isn't one of those marquee true, ones like true. The, the main cast that they have there. That's definitely casting for type. Yeah. I, whatever. <laughs> I'll 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 save full judgment. Show it to me first. Yep. I'll watch it for sure. I'll see it. Mm-hmm. And but it, it's gonna be. It, I'll try and take it with the the positron. You know, <laughs> two compliments for one criticism. There you go. I mean, you want some compliments? Yes. It looked like Borderlands. Mm-hmm. It looked very much like it. Jack Black is uh, is great for claptrap, mm-hmm. and just makes sense. And it seems like Jack Black and Eli Roth are friends. Like, I think yeah. that's why he keeps showing up. Yeah. But, but we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, it does seem like they're trying to give this the Guardians of the Galaxy push in their right. color palette and the music choice. Yeah. So I don't know if that's a bait and switch. I don't know if that's marketing yeah. smarts. But And again, there's another thing where when Guardians of the Galaxy was, was put out and cast, mm-hmm. the only people anyone knew really was they're like, oh... They're getting the tubby guy from Parks and Rec. That doesn't make sense. That <laughs> yes. was his level of fame at the time. True. You know, Batista was just known by wrestling fans, I think. Mm-hmm. Zoe Saldana was around, but there was no, like, marquee casting in there. Yeah. No Kevin Hart, no Kate Blanchett. Yes. Kate Blanchett's an MCU, though. She she was uh, Hera. Yeah. Ariana Greenblatt. I had to look it up because I didn't know this off the top of my head, but she played young Gamora. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah. was the iconic meme girl now. Uh-huh. Um, and then this is the fun tidbit, uh, but the guy that's playing Krieg is Florian uh, Muntanu, and he was Razor Fist in Shang-Chi. Mm-hmm. You, like, yeah, he's yeah, kind of yeah, like yeah. that 
score. Like, I mean, there's no bad. These, I'm not saying these people are bad oh, yeah, actors, no, yeah. but uh, it, there's there certain roles are made for certain people. I get it. Like Jamie Lee Curtis seems like she just like was on the set and they said, "Hey, do you want to be in this movie?" She's like, "Sure." It seems like it was like, "Oh, anywhere, everywhere, all at once." Let's <laughs> try and get some of that. That's that. That's so funny how how Hollywood is like that. It's like that. Like maybe we can get some of the stink from that on this one, and it's like that had nothing to do with it. It is. I, I some. It's kind of what I was t- talking about up at the up at the front is that. Last Nerd Alerts was like we're seeing a push for video game media is now the new like yeah. digging ground for the studios, and we're getting a lot of that. And with with that much action in that in that dirt pile, there's going to be some crap. In yeah, there. but I mean, the ultimate beauty is like we've said before, it doesn't do anything to the video game. The video game is still there, and you can exactly. still play it. And there's a bunch of Borderlands out there, and that and there's so you can play those games forever. That's it. There's so much going on. And like, if the if this does well, that means it opens the door for all the weirdness that does exist in Borderlands. Because you can swap out the cast if the cast doesn't work, you know. Mm-hmm. But we might get stuck with them. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? But it could be like Fast and Furious. You could just cycle out new people. Be like, hey, we brought this expendable in. Oh wait, no, different franchise. <laughs> uh, but there's a meme going around, and it's talking about Sony specifically. But like. Sony makes great video games, and we have great video games that exist, like God of War and Last of Us. And then Sony and Lionsgate and people like that are putting them out, and we're getting terrible stuff like Morbius and Madam Web. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but in the more, I'm not trying to scare you, but this is Uh along the same lines. You may have heard of this already, and I got to be careful how I phrase this because I don't want to summon him. But there is a sequel coming, and the the title of the sequel is called. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. It is the second installment of the titular character's name. Oh, okay. Directed by uh, Tim Burton. Michael Keaton's coming back. Oh, okay. Winona Ryder's coming back. Okay. And they have a kid. Oh. And the kid is... If you had to guess, who would you make Beetlejuice's kid? Ariana Greenblatt. Ooh, close. You're in the right wheelhouse. <laughs> Go one more. <laughs> um... We talked about her on the podcast. I'll give it away. It's Jenna Ortega, star oh. of Wednesday. Oh my gosh! Can I get typecast much? Exactly. Sorry, Perfectly Jenna. fitting into a Tim Burton aesthetic. Yeah. So I'll say his name. Beetlejuice is coming back the third time. We've we've summoned uh-huh. him, but uh, also Hollywood has summoned him again. I don't. I'm not that scared, really, since it's everybody. So I mean, yeah, it could be terrible, but at least it's everybody. That's it. I mean, the worst the the worst of sequels is when it's nobody. Yeah, Christmas Story two, that one that had like nobody in it. Hey, Ralphie, that was better though. No, not Christmas Story two. Was he in Christmas Story two? Oh yeah, I'm not, not too, talking yeah. about that new one. Okay, sorry, I thought about, you were talking like, about the new new. No, one. it was like set when he in like yeah, he was a teenager or yeah. something. Whole new people. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. That that's why that's I why you about. forgot about it. <laughs> that's just the one that popped in my head. They've done it many many times where they do like. A sequel and nobody's involved. Yep, and that's always terrible. Sequels are generally not great. I mean, but like Ghostbusters two is not Ghostbusters one, but it's not a total dumpster fire. True, it's maybe like a regular fire. It's the sequel. The sequel, unless you're Aliens, the sequel is usually considered subpar to the the yeah first entry. Yeah, 
And then when you get to the trilogy, the third is a wild card. We could have that debate. But that's why that's why Alien stands out. That's why Godfather Two stands out. Anything <laughs> that stands out where people are like, "Oh wow, this was actually." That's I think part of the reason of Star Wars legendariness is that Empire Strikes Back was so good. There you go. But to your point, the sequel that has no returning or recurring people right. is usually just, we still have this property, and yeah. we got to make money on it. Yeah. But the people that made the first one want nothing to do yeah, with it. Yeah, want nothing to do with it. So I, I'm interested to see what he can pull out of there. There it is. And the funny part about getting so many reboot-style media now is that we're getting almost genres and lanes of reboot, and this mm-hmm. seems along the lines of the Ghostbusters series. Yeah. They brought new people in for that, but they're honoring the old... It is actual continuation of the property. Uh-huh. And the original people, they are slow in doing it, but they brought them back narratively did that frozen world one come out yet no, we talked about it on nerd alerts but it hasn't actually okay. hit, hit theaters yet i was gonna say why haven't i seen that because i like we like we both like the new reboot exactly and so I, or sequel technically yeah so i had that in mind when i was thinking of the sequel to beetlejuice yeah um another i'm cautiously optimistic with this one there you go and i'll add another feather into that cap there's a little bit more hope it's tim burton you know we like yeah. him but he's actually using a story by a writer named seth graham green Okay. Which is not that Seth Green. No, different Seth Green. Same spelling. Uh, Seth Green doesn't have any. One of them doesn't. But he's an author who does a fantastical fictional media, and I love him for his writing of Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah. Uh, it, they made a movie out of it, which is a, a ridiculously terrible good time. Mm-hmm. One of those type of movies. But the book is awesome. It had no right being as good as it was because yeah. it really was i want to tell the history of abraham lincoln but also he hunted vampires <laughs> he did the same thing he did pride and prejudice and zombies yeah now like they were kind of i guess novelty when they came out because they were like there was a a period of time where it was like this is cool to do like let's add zombies into things mm-hmm. max brooks was part of that crew yeah, yeah, yeah but seth green was the one of the more popular authors in that group and he is a really good writer like those books as cheesy as the premises are are actually worthwhile stories mm. so you take somebody that knows how to write weird stuff in a very actual just compelling storytelling way mm-hmm. that, that gives me a lot of hope for the sequel to beetlejuice mm. because they're using his story for this. So we know Beetlejuice has a kid. I don't know if it's Beetlejuice and Winona Ryder's kid. Yeah. Uh, Catherine O'Hara's coming back yeah. as, as the Deets, part of the Deets crew. She's oh. a grandma now. Yeah. But Jenna Ortega, we love her. We're, yeah, we, she's You great. know, we, we gushed about it on the podcast. So good to see her as, I don't think they've given her a name, but she's, she's Deets' daughter. Hmm. And we got news of that because they released a poster for it with the date release date of September 6th. 2024. Oh, so, wow. Coming in the fall. Uh, with that announcement, we do have uh, more casting announcement. The Borderlands sort of sh- overshadowed everybody, but this one had me a little bit more <laughs> excited. This falls more into the give it to me now than Borderlands a little bit for me. But <laughs> Give it to me now. Give it to me now. Oh, Take I all my it. money. Yeah. We're, we're, it's streaming when? Uh, but Fantastic Four. Yes. Is coming. Now, again, again, and again, and again, and again, 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 yeah. again. This is like their fifth try, seventh try, <laughs> fourth try. That'd be a too easy of an answer. It might be their fourth try, which would be hilarious. Maybe. But they announced it with a very Norman Rockwell looking uh, painting on Valentine's yeah. Day with the cast that had all their faces painted. And we get Pedro Pascal, Vanessa Kirby, mm-hmm. Eben Moss Bachrock, and Joseph Quinn. 
mm-hmm. as our Fantastic Four. You know what I like about that casting? What's that? I only recognize one name yep. right away. And who's that? Pedro Pascal. Okay. I'm sure the other ones, you could tell me, like, they were this person in this, and I'll be like, oh. You know but, all of them, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. This, this is the same thing with the Guardians we were talking about. Yes. You could not You could know all those names, mm-hmm. but they're but, not those marquee names. 100%. Other than Pedro Pascal, no, and that's only because recently. Yeah. Because he's crushing it. Yes. But at the same time, that's... Very smart. Very smart. That, that, and that, well, I'll, I'll be you in this situation. That makes me a little bit grumpy because I think it's because he's so hot right now and not because he's the best fit for the character. Do you think so? Yeah. I love Pedro Pascal. I would pick so many other people to represent Reed Richards. Yeah. Mr. Fantastic. Mr. Fantastic. I Only don't... because I have that preconce- preconceived notion of him, but go on. Fantastic Four is a weirdly... I mean, is it because of all the bad movies that it's cooled off in popularity? Because I remember when I was a kid, mm-hmm. I remember it being kind of part of the pantheon, like pre... See, the, <laughs> let's break it down. The thing is, is that when I was younger and part of when you were younger, there's an overlap here, but so pre-X-Men cartoon. Yes. Because X-Men cartoon made the X-Men blow up. Absolutely. That made X-Men more popular. That made the comics more popular. That led to the movies. For sure. And that's all because that X-Men cartoon series was huge. And they were one of the first comic book franchises to get that treatment. Right. Yes. So that 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 was that. But but pre then, you're still in the comic book era. They're not really making good comic book stuff. Other than um, Spider-Man. DC's doing okay with the 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 Superman movies in the 80s. Those were pretty popular. Um, we had Wonder Woman on TV, mm-hmm. the that Hulk on TV. There was stuff like that. Um, but generally, if you really wanted to itch the comic book superhero thing, you had to go get a comic book. True. And part of that pantheon was Fantastic Four. There was like kids who liked Fantastic Four, kids who were in the Spider Man, mm-hmm. Batman was happening, Superman was happening. You know, you had your 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 standards comics, and then like I said, X Men blew up and it became X Men stuff. And then DC started doing their stuff with Batman, and so it's like X Men and Batman. Yeah, that's kind of like more the, fitting, the yeah. tops and stuff. And then they start. Trotting out all, trying all out all this other properties from Marvel and DC, and Fantastic Four. They kept just failing and and it became to a point where, like, I'll see even though Green Lantern isn't well liked, a lot of that movie wasn't well liked. Mm -hmm. The Ryan Reynolds one, yeah, and they've tried that a couple times. I still see like dudes with Green Lantern shirts for sure, and like you know Green Lantern merch, Mm -hmm. and they're still fans of Green Lantern. But Fantastic Four, that four and stuff, man, it's it it dried up since I was a kid. I yep. remember seeing it around when I was younger. I remember sometimes people would have stuff. I remember there was a there was an awesome. I I bought some of them because it was cool because Spider Man was part of the Fantastic Four for a little bit. They teamed up for sure. But man, they've cooled off. And it's weird because there really isn't. I mean, I guess the multiple attempts. It was always. I get in at least in the movie TV format, it was always the second run. It was always the afterthought, yeah. Because they tried to do the the Chris Evans Fantastic Four movie, right. Michael Chiklis. I mean, it's a it's a fun time, but that was 
after the fact of we had X-Men and Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. They were like, oh, comic book movies make money. Let's give Fantastic Four a shot. We've had, this pro- <laughs> We've had the rights to it for 25 years and mm-hmm. done nothing with it. And those are fun, but then Chris Evans is now Captain America. Nobody remembers that he was, you know, Johnny Flame. Yeah. He was great. Played such a dumb himbo. It was awesome. <laughs> but no, now he's America's ass, whatever. <laughs> uh, and then, know where you came from. Yeah. And I mean, we did Nerd Alerts on the Fantastic Four with Michael B. Jordan. That yeah. came and went. Like, nobody talks about that. So now we're getting it again. And it really should, for all intents and purposes, should be like spurned too many times. Like, we don't care about this. But they, they've got a twist now. And... Nerd, I guess Fantastic Four being such a legacy gets a pass. Like, it's like, okay, you've been around for so long. We'll give you the chance to make it right. Well, I mean, it was one of Stan Lee's favorites. So I think that's part of it. That's it. You can feel free to poo poo this because I just thought of this while we were talking. But X Men has the, the, the Star Wars charisma. Fantastic Four has the Star Trek nerdery sciences, astronauts getting. Getting cosmic ray you're, powers. Yeah, you're right. I don't know if that has any weight to it, but maybe. Yeah, Fantastic Four is more Star Trek. I would agree, but it's got Doctor Doom. The best villain of all time is Mikey's hot yeah. take right now. I, I mean, he's great. Uh, it's it's the just the <laughs> sound like Jessica Rabbit. The way that he's drawn, <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> just the way that I'm drawn. But no, Doctor Doom is a, a great villain. Yes, uh, but. I don't know why. Yeah, you're right. I don't know why it hasn't translated. Maybe it is the Star Trek thing because Star Trek. I always want to say it like <laughs> Star Trek. Like, yeah. Have you been watching Star, Star Trek? Trek. <laughs> um, it's Trekkers, not Trekkies. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's it has that that level of popularity. Like I want my <laughs> the level of popularity. I want people to be cast as. It's like the, yeah. there's like this insane level of popularity, and then there's this level of popularity where it's well liked, people know what it is, and there's some huge fans of it, but yeah. it never seems to reach that crazed like national level of like everyone loves Star Trek. That's it. I I can only go back to X Men. X Men was like us versus them, like mutants versus humans, yeah. or bad guys versus good guys. You know, Fantastic Four, like Star Trek, was about like the 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 narrative arc of like yeah. What's going to happen 20 years from now? Like right. the overall global implications of stuff, I which just, is really, hit or miss. I really wonder if they shouldn't have just... That seems like Star Trek has always done better as a series. For sure. It makes me wonder if they should have just been like, let's just make the Fantastic Four a series. Oh, you say that. That would fit perfectly, especially for the stories they told in the actual comic books. Yeah, Fantastic Four never really... I, this, this may be me personal bias, but I don't remember any like standout smash like one hits one shots of Fantastic Four. Yeah, it was always I'm... like, man, go read Secret Wars, go read like just massive arcs. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, Volume Three of Fantastic Four was a hundred issues and it was amazing. It's yeah, like, that's what I'm I'm wondering because that's that's because Star Trek works better in a series form, absolutely, and Star Wars works better in movie form. I think there you go. No shade. That, yes, I know. The Star Trek movie was awesome. The Star Wars series is great. I get it. I get it. No, I'm with you. But I just think the the generally though kind of overall feel of each thing one lends itself more to a series storytelling. I got you. The other one lends itself more to like oh, oh popcorn in my face spectacle spectacle epics. Yeah. 
All right, to get back to the casting a little bit, uh, just to fill you in, you do know Pedro Pascal. Yeah, of course. Uh, Vanessa Kirby is my current crush, and mm. I, she has that, uh, it's a simple name, it's a you know, pretty easy name, mm -hmm. but it makes it a little bit forgettable for me. But uh, she is the blonde bombshell from Hobbs and Shaw. And she's also the. She has a nice British accent in the Mission Impossible, the last couple of Mission Impossible okay. movies. She has a face you go, oh yeah, her. But uh, she is captivating. Mm. Eben Ross, Eben. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, Mikey. Oh no, it's, yeah, it's my crush. <laughs> Sorry, I'm saying it now to see what happens in the spawn it into the ether. <laughs> Eben Moss Bachrock is blowing up on the Bear, awesome the cooking name. show. Uh, the Bears on FX. It's about uh, uh, Carmi, who's a high. Yeah. He plays his his cousin, it. his cousin Richie. Okay. Uh, he's playing the Thing, and just looking at the human being, Eben, and the Thing, it doesn't really translate because usually you get the the Michael Chiklis type, the, <laughs> the big like ah. Oh, <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> yeah, he's got to say it's rambling time or whatever the Thing says. <laughs> I forget. He had a catchphrase, rabble rousing. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, but then the last one, Joseph Quinn, who's playing Johnny Flame, uh, Human Torch, is Eddie from Stranger Things. Oh, wow. Yeah. He has that sort of uh, the hot shot flame oh, vibe. Yeah. I don't know he'll, if he'll have the 80s metal locks. I doubt it. He'll no. have the, the, the jockey sort of faux hawk. Yeah. Look, hair on fire, yeah. maybe. So, yeah, a name you didn't recognize off, your, off the top of your head, but I know who he is. Somebody we love. Yes. Mm. Uh, and then there's, of course, the nerd theories, because all we've gotten so far is Fantastic Four as that promo pick on Valentine's right. Day. But The Thing is reading a newspaper from the 1960s. Okay. The current MCU movies don't have the Fantastic Four as a presence. Yeah. They've dealt with multiverse and time travel, and no one's called Reed Richards? Mm hmm Little suspect. Yeah. He'd be the guy to... Tony Stark, obviously very smart. Yeah. But in the MCU, smartest guy is Reed Richards. Right. At least in most of the conversations. Mm -hmm. But absent from the current lineup. Yeah. Unless, you know, we go back to Tony Stark's dad and that missing Tesseract, and there's a, there's a spot in the wormhole for Fantastic Four to have an adventure in the 1960s. That'd be cool. Period piece would be fun. That culminates in bringing them to modern day sort of fish out of water Captain America style for continuations in the phase. Well, that'd be even kind of fun too. You know what would be super fun about that? Yeah. Is like all the misogynist jokes that they could get off of. <laughs> he'd be like, he'd be like, he'd be like, hey, baby, how's it going? We don't talk to women like that anymore. They did it with, uh, <laughs> they did it with WandaVision as far as like going to a time period. Yeah. We have the multiverse. Yeah. I'm I, I'm excited like you are. I think that could be the thing that makes it unique, mm -hmm. the thing that gives it a little flavor. But it also helps. Like Fantastic Four is a more wholesome old comic. Like it, yeah, is, the, it is the G Wiz era Stanley, yeah. like Excelsior. Yeah. We're gonna go to space and get powers and use them to heal the planet. Like yeah. it's it's earnest and wholesome. Yeah. Put that in the sixties and you can have some fun with it. Yeah. Mm. But the final remaining question, as fun as that theory is, is that we don't have a Doctor Doom announcement. Mm. So the the hint that people were like, oh, Henry Cavill just got offered an MCU role and accepted. Mm. But nobody knows the details about that. So people are like, is Henry Cavill going to be Doctor Doom? Mm. But rumors say not likely. Does it matter though? Does he ever? He never shows his face. He never shows his face. But Doom is a is a he needs a presence like Thanos needs a presence. And I, yeah. Berlin 
brought gravitas to that character yeah. that was otherwise, you know, the grimace from McDonald. Yeah, that's you know? true. You're right. Um, so I, me, this is me being old head nerd a little bit. Like Doctor Doom needs some needs some weight behind him. Yeah. Henry Cavill would be great. Mm. He fits. He looks like it. You know, Doctor Doom under the mask is sort of a Romani old Eastern like hardcore guy. So, but somebody that took it upon himself to say, I would love to do it is Ben Mendelsohn. Oh. Who we've seen in Star Wars recently. Mm-hmm. He has that captivating presence as well. It's true. Uh, he actually, his direct quote is, uh, he would give his eyes and teeth to play Dr. Doom. Oh. From the man, from his own mouth. Wow. And if, if there's like, that makes me think that he's a secret nerd and he's like, I love this villain too and I know everything about him. Please let me be him. And if that kind of actor is out there, Oh, at least let him try out. Yeah, I know, right? I'll give him the audition. But I just say that to see if you had... That, that's the last remaining question we have about Fantastic Four's Doctor Doom is still up in the air. But Henry Cavill, I would... My my default was that uh, Sam Rockwell, I was thinking. Mm. But okay. the internet loves John Krasinski, but he's, he will always be... Jim- John Krasinski as Doctor Doom? Oh, no, sorry. Uh, as... as uh, that was... I mixed up my people. the The internet wanted John Krasinski as uh, Reed Richards. Oh, Reed Richards instead of Pedro Pascal. Oh, I see. As alternate casting, <laughs> I was gonna be like, "What? No, that would have been that would have been the worst Doctor Doom ever." Well, now that I think about it, maybe that's the switch up they're doing. No, I'm just kidding. that would be a pretty pretty rough Doctor Doom. I hope one last thing on Fantastic Four and my love for Doctor Doom. I wish they would do Doctor Doom. Give him the Venom treatment because he is so captivating as a one character. Oh, give him his own. Let the Fantastic movie. Four be the do the flick. Yeah. Oh, he, he's he's fighting to save his mom's soul from the devil at yeah. the heart of his tragic hero journey. Woo! But yeah. also, he saves the world. He he does the he does the Thanos thing where he's like, "What I'm doing is good and requires some cost, but it is the right thing." And you kind of like, "It is the right thing, but is it?" Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. It, it 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 that whole story is so wonderfully unknown by the majority of people, I think. Um it's not is not to the level of Guardians of the Galaxy was, I don't think. I think more people know about Fantastic Four than they did about Guardians of the Galaxy, but like I said, I think people just know those mediocre movies that came out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the actual overarching. There's so much storyline. There's so much going on in there. You have, you know, interpersonal relationships, f- family relationships. All that stuff is addressed in there. That's it. Yeah. And yeah, I don't think people know the full scope of it, but it makes sense that they would bring Doom into the current phase of Marvel because when you bring Doom into the storyline, he shifts worlds and timelines right. and planets. So right. I think that's what they're getting ready to do. Go check out Secret Wars in the meantime. Mm. Uh, one last thing on the video game news is they're making a Mandalorian video game. Oh, first person you get to be, you get to be a Mando. You oh, that's to, cool. Get to have a jetpack to fly around. Ooh. Get to have all the fancy gadgets, and apparently it's just like a bounty hunting mission based, oh, go be yeah. a badass type of game. That sounds awesome. When I immediately read it, I was hoping they were just taking the Mad Max style of video game because that game is an underrated gem that most people that played it loved it. Other people didn't know about it, but. It's going to be done by Respawn Entertainment, who did Apex Legends, okay. which sort of has Mandalorian-type mechanics. Mm-hmm. So they know what they're doing, but 
Uh, they also did Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order and Jedi Survivor. Okay. So they those also know Star popular. Wars. Yeah. And they know Star Wars. So put those two together, we mm-hmm. might have a banging Mando game. That sounds awesome. Uh, and I, I say that to butter you up because the sad news that I have in my nerd alerts is Uh-oh. that Funimation, our friends, are shutting down. Yes. It, shutting down, but only to be sort of in, engulfed by Crunchyroll. Yes. The the new <laughs> uh, tadpole Godzilla creature that's yeah. <laughs> taking over all other <laughs> anime companies. Yeah. Um, but the, the interesting tidbit about Funimation merging into Crunchyroll is that it ties into what we talked about last nerd alerts is that if you bought Funimation Blu-rays and DVDs, they came with digital downloads that will no longer exist once this transfer happens. Mm. That is something that is getting lost in the shuffle. See, man. See? Slippery slopes. Yep. There's the, all these people now with their bunkers full of physical media going, I told you! I See? What did I say? <laughs> The prophecy we was foretold. <laughs> you have been warned. I warned you and I was correct. Uh, you made fun of me for collecting retro game systems. <laughs> but it, it is a bummer because this is actually the prophecy coming true. The, yeah. There is a digital library that will be lost. Uh, lost in the sense of, I would say, being able to purchase it for retail in legal matters. Uh Knowing anime fans, I don't think that actual digital library will disappear. Somebody will preserve it, but it is a bummer for everybody. Like, we have people, we have friends that work with Funimation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've talked to a bunch of them. Yeah. So it is is a a bummer just to see the changing of that landscape is that it's going away. Yeah. So shout out to all our Funimation friends. Yep. Uh, If you know anybody through Funimation, if you have Funimation DVDs, pop them in, give them a watch, because some of them might be going away. I know. The Crunchyroll is, and I don't understand some of this stuff. We, I think, we need to get a staff like entertainment lawyer on on our podcast. I like it because I don't understand how it seems like these companies that have like Crunchyroll, they're basically an importer and dubber and anime warehouse, and there's another one over there, and they just take it over. And then I'm like, isn't there supposed to be like? something in our laws about monopolies and competition and all this kind of yeah you can't just buy it to wipe them out completely there should be some sort of incorporation and 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 this was like okay we bought them they're gone now and some of the stuff they had is totally gone too yeah which is i don't know man i i guess i don't know if it's just because like there are other things in that entertainment sphere so they're not considered not monopolizing, but they seem to be monopolizing that corner of the sphere. And it, 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 everything, every headline and article you read about this, it's, it always mentions the money figure. So most yeah. of these decisions are money based. And Sony owns them, right? Yep. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's maybe, deep sigh. Yes. Yeah. Well, maybe it's the Japanese just trying to take all their stuff back. I, I mean, it could. <laughs> It, it could be to, you know, they're consolidating to for efficiency. We might get more better anime. Yeah. That is a possibility. Um, but, the, the, and the quote unquote, air quotes, good thing about this is that it wasn't a surprise. It wasn't like they kicked open the doors of Funimation and right, they're like, right, get out. Right, right. This has sort of been, the writing's been on the wall since like right. 2020, 2021. Mm-hmm. So it was a couple of years in the making, especially with Crunchyroll buying other people outside of Funimation. But, it's interesting changes in the industry, and we will keep eyes on it. Yeah. 
and then here's here's a silly just to end out on. Speaking of digital preservation, yes, uh, I found one of an amazing. This isn't an alert, but it's an alert for our audience and for you. There's okay, a, a, a website called retromags.com. Retromags.com, just like it's spelled retromags.com. Okay, and you can go there, and it's a nerd built, nerd run website. Oh, let me let me read this disclaimer real quick, just to give it out. This site is set up to digitally preserve video game magazines from 10 years ago and earlier. The rules vary on a case-by-case basis. We do this because issues of these magazines are not readily available from publishers. While we don't have legal permission, we operate in a way where we do not release anything that will reduce any potential income for you or magazines that are available from you. No, we do release scans that make you look bad. Uh, So far, this has worked with several publishers basically (laughs) ignoring our existence However, if you wish that we do not make content you have legally available, let us know and we will remove it. While we would prefer permission, we would fully oblige your wishes concerning your content. This is a hobby we do out of passion and love for the video game magazines of yesterday and not worth a legal battle of any kind. So a lengthy disclaimer that's right at the head of the website, but this is a nerd passion and you can go find Nintendo Power, Game Pro, PC Gamer, Electronic Gaming Monthly. Oh, EGM! Pick your birthday, pick your month, your year. You can go read an old video game magazine. Nice. We've been talking about them so much, we kind of get grumpy about them. You forget, oh, yeah, like, I love video games when I was a kid. They got all the pages, even the ads? Even the ads. Because Co- that's the best part. Cover to cover. Video game ads from, like, the 80s and 90s? They were scandalous or just straight up weird. You're like out of control, man. What are they selling me right now? Chocolate cake and... yeah. A person? You can see why Borderlands went over well with video gamers when you see some of the advertisements from previous eras. Oh, for sure. Some of them are just, it was like out of Tiny Tina's brain. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Play this game now or I'm going to eat your face. (laughs) Get jacked in, plugged in, juiced up so you can play all night. Yeah. Yeah. There's that very famous one that I think is fake, but is not. Isn't there... See, I don't know if this is real or not. I guess we'd have to go on this thing, see if we can see the ad. They're supposed to, I think it might be a meme. I think someone might have Photoshopped it, but there's supposed to be a thing where it has Stevie Wonder and he's like, I can't see to play video games, but if I could, I'd play Atari. But I I don't think it's real. I think it's fake. It it probably is fake, but... If it was real, it's also not out of the realm. That's of why it yeah. seems real. Yeah. Because anyone from that 80s era of video games is like, oh, yeah, I could see them getting somebody to do that. Yeah, if it's yeah, it's not far off from what they actually made yeah. if it isn't real. I think it's actually, now that I think about it, I think it was debunked, and I think it is an ad for like some audio thing that he's holding, and they photoshopped in an Atari controller. Yeah. I mean, it basically led to the nerds we don't like. Like 90s video games ads were like, who needs a girlfriend when you have video games? (laughs) I know. (laughs) Girls are a waste of time. You should just play the awesome new killer combo destroyer Uh, game. Those 90s ones were totally like that. Uh, Or the other weird end of the spectrum is like, buy this console and get chicks. uh, Yeah. (laughs) It's got 24 flops per second time. Let's do it. Well, but to relive that silliness, absolutely go check out retromags.com. It's not affiliated in any way. It really just, I came across it and I was like, oh man, this is nerd doing nerd stuff. Maybe we need to contact them. Oh, maybe they could be affiliated. Because, man, like. Yeah, man. Because that's the, and that has that thing too, those ads. We're not even talking about the articles, but those, uh, those. 
I used to use those though to determine whether I buy games or not. It was oh, like sure. before the internet existed. That was the only EGM's ratings were on point. But anyway, it's a lot like the boxes. The like the box would have this awesome looking action happening, but you get the game and it's like it's eight bit. Yeah. It doesn't look like that. And sometimes the advertisements would have screenshots in it, so it'd be like the but the picture would be like you know heroic knight slaying dragon with woman on his leg, and you'd look down and it'd be like a top down bleep, of bleep, like. Bleep, <laughs> yeah usually those screenshots are real small yeah they didn't start making the screenshots bigger until like oh we know what graphics are now <laughs> check out these polygons oh man yeah so it yeah it's worth that nostalgia bomb absolutely i want to see some of the old tomb raider ads that's it and for the sake of digital preservation which scarily enough the prophecy came true in what we just talked about digital mm. stuff won't last forever unless you make an effort to make it last forever so yeah. Go help out this project by looking at it. Yeah. Awesome. But beep, blop, bloop, blurp, flip, flop. Those are my nerd alerts. The nerd alert feed is closing. Thank you, Mikey, for a wonderful nerd alert. Beep, boop. Uh, we also want to thank you, Positrons, for listening to us. We really appreciate you. If you want to comment on nerd alerts and let, or let Mikey know something he might not know. Yeah, yeah, um, please. You can hit us up on all the socials at AssumingPod. Uh, you can also hit us up with a Gmail, assumingpositions at gmail.com. Hey, Mikey, how do you want the Gmail formatted for this version of Nerd Alerts? <laughs> right. Channel your inner Kevin Hart and just be like, hey, I got some. <laughs> you, don't, you don't understand. This is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> That's a terrible impersonation, but you get the idea. I love you, Kevin Hart. I love you, Mark Norman. Which one are we supposed to call which now? <laughs> what? Mark Norman always ends his set and he goes, I'm Kevin Hart. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's so just, right. I, I think Kevin Hart should take up the bit. It's like, thank you, I'm Mark Norman. Yeah. And, oh, man. Hilarious. Again, we want to thank you, Positron, so much for listening. If you want to support all we do here, podcasting is not free. You can buy us a coffee, buymeacoffee.com slash assuming pod. I need the caffeine. Uh, we also want to thank that guy, Brad, for doing our announcing, not Scott Productions for our equipment, and Jazzar for our music. Uh, we hope you guys have a great rest of your nerdy week. Go play some Borderlands and try not to worry too much. Why worry? <laughs>